Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, your go-to for K-beauty, and of course, your guide to the world of all things K-beauty, Korean skincare. We are back for another week of episodes. Uh, so another jam-packed week, actually, for this week. Uh, obviously, today I'll be running through all of the newness. And then for Thursday's deep dive episode, I've planned something that I think you will love if you are really into ingredients and ingredient combinations. So make sure that you stay subscribed to the podcast in your feed uh, so that the new episodes will automatically download for you. That's just a little handy tip if you're a regular listener of the show. If you stay subscribed to it, then the the new episodes will drop in your feed. You don't have to go and look for them. Uh, I know as a podcast listener myself, that is one of the most frustrating things when you're like, has my favorite show got any new content? I've listened to absolutely everything in the backlog and I want to make sure that I don't miss anything. So staying subscribed is the easiest way to do that. Uh, Now let us jump straight into the headlines for this Tuesday. And the first thing that caught my beady little K-Beauty Eye was that there is a new patent in town. So now Coz, which is one of the OEM ODM manufacturers here in Korea, has filed a patent for a new moisturizing composition that can help skin damaged by fine dust or yellow dust. Now, if you are not uh, someone that has lived in Korea before or maybe not lived in East Asia, you might not necessarily be familiar with this phenomenon that we have here of fine dust and yellow dust. So what we're talking about is in the case of the yellow dust, it is a really obviously yellow type of dust that sort of permeates the air in spring uh, and it's basically thrown up uh, by one of the deserts and it's really really gross it's disgusting to breathe in it uh It gets really bad in around May, I would say. That's probably the worst month for the yellow dust. The fine dust, on the other hand, is one of these kind of things, as the the kind of, the, the hint is in the name, fine dust. It's like microscopic, really small dust, but it's not microscopic when there's that much of it in the air. And what happens is on a bad dust day here in Korea, you can't kind of see across the city properly. That's the way you can tell if it's a, a bad dust day or not. Uh, so if you look across to like the horizon or maybe if you have any mountains that you can normally see see really clearly on a clear day, on a bad dust day, everything just looks a little bit hazy. Uh, and it's obviously terrible for your health. And that is one of the main reasons pre-COVID that people used to wear masks around here in Korea. But it's also really terrible for skin. And you will notice if you've been following K-Beauty for a while that there are products, anti-pollution style products, products that make claims around protecting the skin from dust. And so these are the kind of things I guess that we are talking about here with the patent that NowCos has acquired. Uh, And what the patent does is that it claims to remove skin pollutants and it's using a type of olive tree leaf fermentation extract. 
so basically what it's saying is that it will help to maintain moisture in the skin but it won't damage the skin's normal sebum uh, and it can also help to prevent skin aging uh, by improving the appearance of wrinkles uh, it has anti-inflammatory impacts uh, antioxidant antibacterial uh, and basically the company has come out and said that because environmental pollution has been increasing recently uh, the skin can become a lot more easily damaged and irritated by all of these foreign substances the fine dust the yellow dust uh, so this patent technology is expected to help uh, prevent skin damage caused by that uh, and they the researchers are apparently strengthening their R&D capabilities and this is one of the focus areas for them is to actually come up with some new ingredients and patents for things that can help us care for the skin during the change of seasons and during times of high dust so I thought that was a little bit of an interesting one uh, I'm, I'm seeing more and more of these kind of products crop up over the years some are a little bit more maybe believable than others in terms of what they might actually be able to do for the skin but I know from having suffered through the dust now for years uh, that it, it is really really bad for your health on bad dust days here which tends to be in spring sometimes I just feel absolutely exhausted like your whole body just kind of shuts down some people aren't as affected by it and the other people will tell you all day that they just don't feel well they just want to go and lie down and have a sleep uh, so if that's what it's like just for your overall health you can imagine that it's pretty terrible for the skin as well uh, and there's all these tips that the government posts for basically how to care for your body and your skin on bad dust days like that and for example they say you shouldn't even though you feel really tempted to jump in and have like a really really hot shower at the end of the day that's not actually a great idea keep it lukewarm like those kind of things so if you're not familiar with it and you live someone that doesn't have bad dust you are very very lucky and it has certainly made me appreciate countries that don't have these kind of problems I know just among foreigners the fine dust tends to be one of the main reasons that people give for actually leaving Korea you know maybe they've been here for a while and that if there's something that really impacts their decision about whether to stay or whether to move on from the country it the fine dust is often one of them and that's particularly the case for people that have kids uh, just because obviously with little lungs it's just that much more difficult for the kids to sort of breathe uh, and then it impacts you know whether they can go out and play outside all of those kind of things so that is something that you may or may not be familiar with but there you go that was in the headlines this week now the other thing that caught my eye is the fact that many global beauty companies not just k-beauty companies are refocusing their attention on the Indian market and this is apparently considered a post China market so it's an alternative it's expected to be an alternative to China obviously there are a lot of things going on in China at the moment because of COVID-19 a lot of shutdowns and things like that uh, and so many companies are 
start turning their focus to India uh, and they are expecting to see an increase in luxury consumerism, I suppose, in particular in India. So that will be a little bit of an interesting one. I've seen quite a few K-beauty companies doing things in India over the last couple of years. So I think that's a little bit of a watch this space and let's see what happens. Uh, It's not just K-beauty though. Global beauty companies also are paying more attention to what is going on in India. Now, the last thing to round out this week's news headlines that caught my attention is that more and more complaints are being made about how Korea's Ministry of Food and Drug Safety is handling the category of functional cosmetics. So in Korea, they have this additional category, I guess you could call it, of functional cosmetics. Whereas in many other jurisdictions, what they've got is basic cosmetics, basic skincare, whatever you want to call them, however the country defines them. And then you've got your drugs or products that make drug claims. In Australia, we call them therapeutic goods claims, which is basically just a fancy way for uh, categorizing products that are claiming to make a physiological change to the body. So they're not just improving the appearance of your skin. They are actually, I don't know, for example, uh, inhibiting tyrosinase. So uh, they have the ability to then affect, you know, the melanin in the skin or something like that. Maybe they're blocking UVA and UVB rays because they're sunscreens. But Korea has this additional category for functional cosmetics. And more and more people in the industry here are basically complaining about how this category is dealt with uh, and saying that we should abolish it altogether. And then they're also being quite critical of how the ministry is punishing people for breaching this section of the legislation. Uh, And, you know, particularly when when it comes to things like advertising functional cosmetics. Uh, So... uh, when it comes to bringing new products onto the market as functional cosmetics, essentially they need to be proven through clinical trials. But then in Korea, the data also needs to be submitted again to the Ministry for Food and Drug Safety. And they conduct basically a feasibility study into it. And people are just saying, you know, it's just endless, the amount of regulatory reviews that they have to go through. And it's they just want to abolish it and they just want things to be done on the basis of clinical trials because obviously it costs a lot of money to put products through clinical trials in the first place Uh, and they're also then complaining about you know if there is something like a mistake is made on the printing of the boxes or you know a labeling mistake or something is made in relation to this category of products that you know the the fines i suppose outweigh you know the other categories basically just people having a bitch and a moan is, is what the what the news was about and you know saying you know can we look at this again and come up with a better system because there's just too much regulation going on so That is a little bit of an interesting one. I mean, I don't think it's that easy to just get rid of what they're calling double regulation. Uh, I think, you know, there's a whole system and everything that's grown up around this category of functional cosmetics. So it will be interesting to see how they decide to respond to this, if at all. Uh, But basically, there's more and more voices in the industry that are just expressing their discontent with the way it currently 
is. Uh, so look, I mean, I don't really have, uh, I, I don't really have a horse in this race, so to speak, uh, because I'm not in the business of selling functional cosmetics in Korea. Uh, but it is a very interesting category of products in general compared to how other countries regulate their products. I'm not going to say it's better or worse. It's literally just different. It's got its own legislative history, I guess, for how it came up in the first place. Uh, but suffice to say that that has been in the headlines this week so let's see if anything more is written is penned uh, and also whether the ministry decides to respond to that or not I will keep you guys updated all right now on to this week's question of the week and I've actually had a few really, really good ones come in uh, this week, actually. So I will run through them over the next couple of weeks. But this question was asking, I would like to know the connection between Korean skin and diet. Are supplements commonly used? So this is a great question. Uh, and, you know, lots and lots of uh, countries, people, I guess, these days are talking more and more about uh, health supplements and things that we can digest, ingest, I guess, in order to help our beauty. And Koreans in general are very, very big on supplements. And I think that this is in part influenced by uh, Han Yak, like Korean style medicine, oriental medicine, however you want to call it. Uh, and Korea obviously has a very strong history history of incorporating these different kinds of medicines into their approach to health in general. So on the Korean market, there are products that claim to help you study better. There are lots and lots of different products to help with hangovers that you can either drink before you even start drinking or afterwards. Uh, that is a huge category of products that I was a little bit surprised to see when I first moved over here. Just because, uh, I, you know, you'd have to be really careful with how you market that kind of stuff in other countries, like particularly in Australia. Uh, anything that would be claiming to get rid of your hangover that doesn't involve just not drinking as much would probably be uh, a bit on the nose in terms of the regulation around that kind of thing. So I was really surprised to see how much they market all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the other thing is that obviously there are lots of, you know, drinks and pills and things like that that people are taking for beauty as well. Uh, lactobacillus is a big one. Collagen is is another big one. So I had a little bit of a look into it just to see who is kind of taking what. Now for men, the biggest things that they are taking in terms of supplements are multivitamins, omega-3, so like your fish oils and things like that, vitamin C, ginseng, and then probiotics. So ginseng is one that you will just see mentioned again and again in lots and lots of different areas of Korean life, including things like supplements, beauty products, uh, and of course that is because of the influence of uh, Korean traditional medicine, uh, and ginseng being such a prized part of that and a really, really important uh, root 
uh, historically for Korea. So that's a really big one. For women, it's similar but slightly different. So also, again, multivitamins. They've got vitamin C as well. Uh, They've got the ginseng. They've got probiotics. Women are more likely to take things like iron and calcium and vitamin D as well. So definitely people are taking a whole range of different supplements. Now, in terms of whether I think that you should go out and buy all of those and take them, I think that this is the kind of thing that unless you have uh, you know, a deficiency in your body or a medical condition maybe that means that you don't process a lot of these things like you should, and I fall into that category, um, I have a very rare type of kidney disease and that actually uh, impacts on the ability for my body to absorb a lot of nutrients and things like that. So my doctor has prescribed specific things for me. I think if you fall into that kind of category, it makes sense. You know, if you are deficient in iron, it kind of makes sense that you would take that through supplementation. But I think that there are problems with just going out and prescribing yourself with a whole lot of different supplements and vitamins. And one thing off the top of my head that I have firsthand experience with was probiotics. So, uh, Everyone in in our office at Style Story here in Korea was, you know, raving about these probiotics. So I went out and got myself some and, you know, was taking them. And it wasn't until months and months later that I was just having constant problems with uh, my tummy, just feeling really, really just awful uh, and, you know, needing to go to the toilet really frequently. And then I checked the probiotics that I had gotten myself, which I thought were the same as the ones everyone else was getting. And it turned out that I had gotten the highest dose possible. So there was like so many, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of probiotics in these ones. And I had somehow accidentally bought the one that was really, really, really high. And it gave me just the worst ever stomach pain. And as soon as I stopped taking them, I felt immediately so much better and while I was taking them I can't say that I noticed you know a massive improvement in my skin or anything like that it was literally just taking them to take them so I think this is one that I would recommend probably not doing that and not just going out and buying a whole heap of stuff I think you can end up with really expensive pee that way Uh, but also you know if you are not checking the interaction of all of the different things and checking you know the daily limits and whatnot you can actually run into problems so I think if your doctor has prescribed something like that or you know for a fact that you are lacking in a key vitamin for a particular reason then maybe to look into supplementation but I think there's a lot of self-medication going on in Korea as well and it's probably not the best idea so just watch all of that but yes I mean obviously I think Koreans are like everyone else in that you know, people are always on the lookout for something that can help improve, uh, you know, everything, their mood, how they feel, uh, you know, maybe to lose weight, things like that. So yes, the answer to the question is yes, the supplements here are very commonly used, uh, but I wouldn't go out and buy a whole range of stuff just because people here are taking it because I don't think the vast majority of people here know what they're doing any more than people in, you know, whatever country you guys live in. I'm sure it's the same, you know, whole lot of people that don't really know what they're doing going out and buying a whole lot of stuff that they don't really know how to use so yes that is the answer to the question I hope that's helpful uh in let's go and take a look at some of the new k-beauty releases that we have on the star story website 
And I have some good news. We have had yet another round of products arrive. Uh, many, many new products from a whole lot of different brands, from Benton, from I Do Care, uh, uh, too many to even name. So go and check out the new products page if you are out of, uh, if you are just wanting to see what's new. Uh, we've got a whole lot of new brands that we are really excited about as well. I will run through just some of them. And the first one I had on my list was Dr. Jart's Pore Remedy Exfoliating Serum. And this is one of the gentle type water-like serums that contains 7% of PHA. Uh, and PHA is one of the acids that is uh, a really good one for people with sensitive skin. Uh, so who I would recommend this product for in your routine, if you're looking for a product to improve your skin's texture, to help make pores look a bit smaller, to help remove dead skin, then this is the kind of product for you. It also helps to control excess oil as well. Uh, so PHA, there's 7% in there. Uh, it's a chemical type exfoliator. Obviously, that's what we're talking about, but it has a large molecular size, which doesn't penetrate as deeply into the skin, which does make this acid a better option for sensitive skin compared to things like AHAs and BHAs. Uh, it's also got panthenol, macadamia seed oil. So a nice rounded uh, formula there in case you are after a product like that. The other one that I think many of you will enjoy is Mary and May's Edebenone and Blackberry Intense Cream. This is just a nice antioxidant moisturizer. It's got 63% of blackberry complex extract, and it's also got Edebenone as well. So that's a really nice, powerful antioxidant. Uh, it's got four times higher antioxidant effect than vitamin C and 10 times higher than coenzyme Q10. Uh, so again, Again, this is just a nice, uh, thick, rich cream. I think it's probably going to be better for people with a more mature skin type. But if any of those ingredients sound like you and something you would like to try, go and check that out. We've got a whole bunch of new Mary and May products up on the website. So that is uh, a brand to go and check out. I would love for you to go and let me know what you think about them. We are expanding the collection. We've had really great feedback on the brand so far. So go and check out some of the many different products that we have up on the Star Story website at the moment. Uh, and we also had, I was very excited to see some more new reviews for products this week. Uh, so let me run through those. They were all fairly uh, short and sharp, which I love. I love I love reviewers that just get straight to the point. So we had one for bubble tea steam cream and our reviewer gave it five stars and said, completely love it, will repurchase. We need more Jellico products at Lauren Lee. Oh, that's me, thanks. <laughs> They're amazing. Uh, thank you very much for your review and Roger that I have a couple of products that I'm working on very, uh, right Right now, right now, as we speak, in fact, I am testing one of them out right now somewhere on my body. Uh, so uh, keep your ears pe peeled, peers? <laughs> I don't know. Keep an ear out because hopefully we will have some more uh, updates soon on more Jellico products for you to love. The second review is for Dialba Piedemont's White Truffle First Spray Serum. And our reviewer said, keeps me hydrated throughout the day. This is beautiful. Keeps me hydrated during the day, especially in winter. 
winter. I love it. My beauty therapist asked me what my skin routine was because my skin was glowing thanks to this and the jelly coat toner. So thank you very much for sharing your review. Uh, one of my favorite products to use during the day and during winter as well. So I think I have a, a skin twin here. Uh, and the third review was for our Dewy Glaze Toner, Jelly Code Dewy Glaze Toner. This was a five-star review. And the reviewer said, the only toner I can use without drying my skin out. Completely fixed my skin barrier. My beauty therapist asked me what I was using because my skin was glowing because of this product. So thank you very much. I am so happy to hear that you loved it. Uh, and there's nothing better than getting a compliment from somebody else about your skin. So thank you very much for sharing that with us and for sharing with your beauty therapist as well. Now, before I get on to our recommendation of the week, I did just want to share one of the reviews that has been left for the podcast. And this is from Lisa. And Lisa said, most informative skincare podcast out there. I've been listening to Lauren show for a while now and it has by far become my favorite podcast. Lauren creates content that is not only informative but also really interesting. Most importantly, she goes beyond common skincare knowledge and industry news you've probably already heard on YouTube or read on blogs when you're a skincare nerd such as myself. Please give this show a good listen. I promise you'll learn something you didn't know yet. Oh, thank you very much, Lisa. I'm really, really glad to hear that you've been enjoying this show. Uh, and yes, look, we do try. We do try and share something a little bit different just because I'm one of those people myself and I do also get really sick of reading the same stuff. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually subscribed to a lot of the alerts, like a Google alert uh, that I get into my email inbox, you know, for lots and lots of different beauty topics. And oh my God, the sheer amount of stuff that is just regurgitated, uh, you know, like, and it's not even like the same stuff in the same week. I'm talking about like, I swear I read that article like four years ago, <laughs> five years ago, and it's doing the rounds again with just the same products, the same topics, and it can get a little bit boring. So I'm really glad to hear that so far, we're not having that problem on the show. I will, I will do my best to keep trying and bringing you guys new stuff that you haven't already heard before. Uh, that's one thing that I, I know when I'm sort of scouring around and having a look what's out there, I'm always conscious of. I'm like, I really don't want to just, you know, make a boring podcast. I just, uh, nothing is worse. <laughs> nothing is worse than when you've sat down, you've been waiting to hear something and you're like, this sucks. This is not interesting. Tell me something I don't already know. You know, like everyone has the, 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 those ones from time to time, but let's try and keep it interesting. That is my goal with this show. So thank you very much. If you guys would like to also share your review, I would love to read it out. I would love to know what you think. Uh, if you have any suggestions, feedback, if there is a new, I don't know, segment maybe that you guys would like to do, something you'd like to add to the show, I am always happy to accommodate wherever I can. So let me know. You've got to tell me. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm just standing here in a room talking to myself. <laughs> All right, let's wrap 
wrap up today uh, with the recommendation of the week. And this is a drama that I'm sure a couple of you guys have already started watching. Uh, this is the one that I'm going to talk about is the one it is legal drama and it is about a rookie attorney. Now they're calling it different names in different countries, uh, but basically attorney Wu, I think is how it's being translated in most places. And it is about an autistic rookie attorney at one of the local law firms here, you know, obviously fictional, not a real place. Uh, but this has been cropping up everywhere. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are watching it. So it actually started out on a new cable channel and then it's also now on Netflix. And when the series first started, it had a rating uh, viewership of like 0.9%, which is, you know, it's pretty normal, quite low, I guess. I don't know, like nothing people it's not like people were going out in droves and watching it but by the time it got to the eighth episode it is up to 13.1 percent viewership it's becoming really really popular here in Korea uh, and obviously now that it's on Netflix as well and you know it's basically follows the story of this genius attorney who is also autistic there have been a couple of k-dramas like this uh, good doctor was one from a couple of years ago that was also really really beautiful that just told a really nice story about someone that just looks at the world in a different way from us uh, and I actually always love these kind of shows so go and check this one out if you haven't already it's just uh, it's sometimes nice to look at the world from a different lens from the world the way that we normally do uh, you know I'm not going to comment on how realistic I think it is it doesn't really matter you know that's not really the point of the show but if you do like yourself a legal drama and you do like these kind of ones that look at it from uh, just a really refreshing lens a different perspective from someone that approaches the world in a different way. This is a really, really beautiful story. Uh, so go and check that out. I know a lot of you will have already seen it. You'll have to let me know if you are enjoying it. And if you haven't already tuned in, Go and tee that up on your Netflix if you have one. Otherwise, you can watch it on the cable channel ENA as well. All right, I am going to leave it there for today. I will be back on Thursday and we're talking some really fun skincare ingredient combinations. So stick around for that. And in the meantime, I will see you on Style Story. 